Hi guys, my name is Kalen. Hey, I'm Delmas. This is Pablo. This is Jabir. This is Kevin. Guys, welcome to the Third World Perspective. We are going to give you a Third World Perspective on all kind of sports. You name them. Beach, NBA, NFL, (laughs) Beach, F1, football. You name them. All kinds of sports. Yes. Thank you. Ciao. Hey guys, welcome back to the Third World Perspective. Welcome back to another episode. Obviously, the series is still going on, Qatar 2022. Welcome to another episode. The third one, in fact, my name is Pablo. I'm joined by Linus Wahome. Mr. Linus Wahome is in the building. Linus, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. It's 11 a.m. I'm not a morning person, mm-hmm. but I'm good. <laughs> yeah, how come you're not a morning person? Because most people would have thought you are a morning person. Why would they think I'm a morning person? I mean, because most smart people are usually morning people. Oh no, I'm not smart. I just fake it. <laughs> I don't have a <laughs> I just know how to fake it. Oh no, no, no. no. Yeah, Linus is here. Um, obviously, one of the smartest people ever. Um, he's not faking it, guys. Um, for me, I'm a morning person. I like I like mornings. I, I like to get a lot of my work done in the morning. Uh, and obviously, our work today, we are going to speak about the Asian teams playing at Qatar 2022. Um, I'm going to be honest. Um, these teams are, are usually not your typical fan favorite teams. Um, obviously, especially in Africa, I'm not many sure many. I'm not sure how many people actually fancy the Asian teams to actually make a run. Except we have teams like Japan and South, and South Korea. We'll speak about those. Um, but first, we're going to start with the hosts, Qatar. Obviously, these guys won won the basically the bid to to host to host the World Cup in 2022. Um, there's actually there's actually a, a documentary on Netflix. Um, Netflix basically the, the the gods in marketing. They're actually dropping a documentary on the World Cup, and I think they're, they're documenting some of the vices that FIFA has done. And obviously, um, this is a very controversial World Cup, the first Winter World Cup in history. And obviously, going to Qatar, there 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 are a lot of question marks. Uh, maybe Qatar. Brave the brave FIFA, and basically they're hosting man. And obviously, if you host a World Cup, you automatically qualify. This is their debut liners here. Um, Qatar are a team that basically most of their players play within the domestic leagues. Most of the players will find players playing for Al Rayyan, Al Duhail, Al Saad. Some of the teams that that are that are basically um, playing in Qatar as well. Um, maybe maybe the, the only the only correlation that Kenyans might might have with Qatar is the fact that Michael Olunga plays. Some players we've seen players um, like Xavi actually go go to the Middle East um, during the later ends of their career. But basically, Qatar is a team that basically should be the underdogs in Group A. Lena, so are you seeing this Qatar team um, being set up? Uh... I actually don't know how they play. I haven't seen them play. Uh, like you said, they won then the World Cup because um, hosts the, uh, who host the World Cup do actually qualify automatically. So they never had to play qualifiers. So I really don't have much um, um, game data to go by uh, to know how good yeah. a team they are. Uh, for me, like you said, the underdogs will just be happy to be at the tournament. You know, they round up the competition because we have a that two team tournament then. They are they are happy to be the thirty second team in this competition. That's I think yeah. that's all I'm uh, hopeful. Yeah, but you know yeah. we know historically that hosts 
do tend to make it out of the World Cup as group stage. So other than South Africa, so maybe maybe they'll have that going for them. But you look at the group they're in, uh, I wouldn't really um, fancy them to do that. Yeah, Qatar obviously um, qualifying as the hosts. Um, I think their 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 current FIFA ranking is 50, which is which is not actually which is not that bad. I think their highest was was for they were ranked 42nd um, overall, and that was last year in August, August 2021. Um, I think the lowest they have been ranked is 113. So basically, it, they're not they're not a bad team because um, we have some teams in this tournament that are ranked lower than 50, um, but just just to consider where, where the goals might be coming from um who who are players to actually watch out for Hassan Al-Haidos is 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 their captain he, he, i think he he has the most caps for the team um for the um basically currently he has 168 caps for Qatar scored 36 goals obviously is a is a striker and that that's basically where you want your goals to come from but the problem is he's 31 years old so that's something that 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 um they need to that you need to consider when looking at this Qatari side like I said most players play in the domestic leagues um i i i, I don't think they, they they have a player that plays out of the the plays outside qatar and that's 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 key for them i think and the head coach is felix sanchez is a is, is, a, is a spanish manager so um they at least have some have some involvement in that where they have they have someone that's that's foreign actually looking looking um basically planning on behalf of the team um but most of their coaches are qatari we have fad al turki with the assistant most of their coaches are qatari but just 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 looking at the team abdul aziz hatem um we, we've heard of him obviously playing at Ryan now 105 caps 11 goals he's a midfielder um that's basically where their chances will come from um their players are either really young or really, or really old um but so they have someone who is exciting um basically uh, of the attackers almoez ali he's a he's a professional footballer obviously playing for alduhail obviously another qatari another qatari um domestic team um he was actually born in sudan and he's 26 years old so he's basically in the in his prime now um he has 40 goals for qatar um in 83 appearances so you're thinking goals here maybe coming from hassan al-haidos who's the captain or almoez ali um this, these are players that basically are supposed to turn up for qatar um, they also have Akram Afif who can turn in with the goals as well. Um, but basically for, for Qatar, just the, um, the team that are happy to be at the tournament. Um, but they, we also like we also pointed out um, hosts usually make it out of the outside the group, except for South Africa that happened in 2010. But we're expecting we're expecting um, Qatari fans to turn up, and basically you never know how the hosts actually play. Because playing at home always carries that momentum. Um, this is going to be a very unique World Cup, obviously, unlike any World Cup we've ever seen before. And basically, expect the unexpected. You might expect Qatar to get out of the group, and maybe they don't. They don't get a single point, or you might expect them not to get a single point, and they get out of the group. So that's um, that's interesting. The second team we're going to speak of is the the Islamic Republic of Iran. Iran, Iran. Yeah, it's Iran. Uh, I mean, I'd say Iran. Uh, um, Iran, basically, um, I think. I think this is this is this is they 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 are becoming perennial like participants in the World Cup. It's, it seems like almost every World Cup year they are in the tournament. 
Um, do you like Iran here? Basically, of the Asian teams, are Iran a team that can actually challenge? Yeah, I mean, are they cool? They are not a spectacular side. Uh, they have nothing really, you'd say, oh, that's a spark in Iranian side, in Iranian football. But yeah, they have a practical um, system. They defensive, uh, they're quite defensive. Um, can't get the odd goal here and there. And look, um, their star player, uh, Azmoun, who is a good striker, will. Um, what will help them with the goals. I mean, he has a weird history with the team because he retires at 23 after a bad showing um, mm-hmm. at the international tournament and then gets called up recently. So I think he might have a, might have the need to prove himself to um, um, his Iranian fans that he's committed to um, the team. Uh, yeah. So yeah, really not much to say. I mean, they're not, they're okay. I mean, they have players like Taremi and Johan Bakash who, who probably um, have gained infamy from scoring ridiculous, um, spectacular baseball kicks. So, yeah, yeah. If, if, if you're betting, I mean, I don't know if the bookies have such an option, a team to score a baseball kick at the World Cup, then you have to put it <laughs> in your name. Because, yeah, so I, that's what I'd say about them. But, yeah, I mean, don't really expect much. Yeah, agreed. Obviously, they should be the underdogs in, in, in Group B. Obviously, that group is massively loaded. Um, we're talking about England, West, and Wales. And obviously, um, the, the US, the USA national team is actually coming up and they're actually playing really well. Um, they're challenging. Obviously, they're, they're, they're playing really well. Um, they have, they have, they have Pulisic who is, who is just plays incredibly, incredibly for the national team. Um, but like you, but like you said, they, they should, they should be the underdogs, man. Um, like you said, Sarda Azmoun is 27 years old, which is just crazy to think that he retired four years ago and is in, is now coming back four or five years ago. Um, plays for Leverkusen. He has notched up 41 goals in 65 appearances for Iran, which is crazy. Which I think I think is part of the reason why Carlos Queiroz actually called him up. Um, fun fact for you guys: Carlos Queiroz was was the manager for Egypt during the the Afcon. Um, he now is now the manager for for Iran going forward, and he is actually taking Iran, the Islamic Republic of Iran, to the World Cup. Um, like you said, Taremi as well, um, a Porto player, obviously he's 28 goals in 60 appearances, is also massive for them, but obviously he's, he's, he's now 30 years old, so basically we're going to see how many years he still he still has to play and he still has the, 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 the gas in his tank. Um, but of the recent players that have played for Iran, most, for Iran, most people actually play within the Iranian um, league, actually domestically, or they are they play in Qatar with the legs of Al Ali or Al Wakra. So basically, the Iranian national team, like Lena said, um, should be the underdogs in in Group B. But they they they, they like Lena said, they also have the the, the 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 spectacular goals within the team. So they might be an interesting team to watch, just like as a, as a, as a neutral fan. I mean, yeah, as you say, um, in a group with well. English speakers, so this is Wales, England, and the US. And Iran, uh, Iran have only won two games in their World Cup, and one of them was against mm-hmm. the United States. So, hey, you know, so maybe, maybe there's something there. Maybe don't just discard them entirely. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And um, I think 
I think this is this is the this is the third consecutive World Cup that they've, quali- they've, they've, they've quali- qualified for. They qualified they qualified in 2014 in Brazil. They qualified in 2018 in Russia. Um, 2022 in Qatar. Um, they have also qualified. Um, so like like the, the, we are seeing a consistency with Iran here, and it, it's always nice whenever you you get a team that that starts to get that momentum within the within their their football association within their FA that basically qualifying the World Cup is a minimum, and it's something that we we're starting to expect of Iran. Maybe they they qualify every single time there's a World Cup. You they they are always there, they're always there, and that's that's positive regardless of how they perform. You always want to get that momentum and get used to qualifying so that if you don't it's it, it's a total disaster but basically iran are in a tough group like lena said english speaking countries england usa wales um are going to see how that turns out um obviously qatar are, are in group a they have ecuador senegal and the netherlands we've already spoken about ecuador in the first episode obviously speaking about the south american teams senegal we spoke about them last week um basically they're some of the favorites to get to the quarterfinal of the World Cup, um, the Netherlands will speak about them in um, in a few weeks when they're speaking about the European teams. Um, but let's quickly jump to Saudi Arabia before we lose a lot of time here. Saudi Arabia, um, they are actually a strong rival of, of Qatar. Um, granted, they've always dominated their fixtures um, between Qatar. I think they've faced Qatar. Maybe I'm, I'm not exactly sure how many times they faced each other, but but Saudi Arabia basically are a better side than Qatar, and they've dominated those 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 matchups. Um, for them, this is this is their, this I think their second consecutive because they were at Russia um, in 2018, and they, they they are basically hoping for for a better tournament. I think they they were terrible in in 2018. I think they they only like they lost. I think two games and do one i'm not entirely sure but they're hoping for a better tournament Linus, what are you seeing from saudi arabia here um so again underdogs in their group in their group very very i mean because they're a weaker side i'd say and there's a significant gap between them and um whoever will finish in that place but but uh, you must not forget um, i think they have uh, an astute manager um in Janad, who you might have known from in the Afghan with both the Zambia and Cote d'Ivoire. So yeah. they don't concede a lot, they don't score a lot. So they, they, they have a real problem against some of these sides. I, I, I see Argentina having a hard time against them because they know how to be compact. They know, you know, they can get that odd goal and then sit back on a lead. So yeah, uh, there could be the party spoilers in a group where you think everyone, you know, everything is set. They could just um, hold. Uh, some form of trickery in their sleeps, but yeah, again, a weaker side really have a lot of local talent among the team. I don't even think there's anyone who will be called up to plays um, outside Saudi Arabia. So maybe, maybe something, there may be something there to speak about. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, in 2018, they won one game and they lost two games. So I think that they only they only took three three points for, from their group. Like Lena said, obviously said a lot of the players play within the domestic leagues. Um, we're seeing a lot of Al Hilal. Obviously, Al Hilal is a big team um, in Saudi Arabia and Al Nasr as well. Um, but basically, the, for for the goals, you have to think their goals will have to come from Saleh Al Shehri. Um, he has ten goals from 19. 
appearances for Saudi Arabia so you're thinking uh, most of their goals are coming are coming from there um, but in midfield you're expecting Al Mualad to to actually be the creative force um, he has that experience under his belt 72 caps 17 goals in 72 caps is 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 the creative force for them but like let us say that a very compact side difficult to break down and um granted argentina should be the favorites to win the group um but you you're thinking maybe they they they'll be a tough team to score against and if they can get a goal from set pieces you think you think um they'll they'll, they'll cause some trouble for the likes of mexico and we have to wait and see what polish side actually turn up because in this group um so they're sitting with argentina mexico and poland so that's going that's going to be very interesting um shout out to to the manager like Lena said Renard um uh, obviously with um french descent it's have uh, uh, Harve I'm, I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce this 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 foreign names man Lena how do you pronounce this Harve Jean-Marie Roger Renard is that the correct way to pronounce it it's about to be try it I'm, I know I know Renard so I'm going to go with Renard <laughs> Yeah yeah I think I think it's safer to go to, to just go with Renard I think Renard is safe Yeah but basically Saudi Arabia should be should be the underdogs in group C um they're also a team that are very happy to actually um be be at the tournament obviously 2018 was massive for them actually qualifying um they missed the 2010 and the 2014 World Cups but before that they qualified for five for four straight world cups which 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 was just massive for them they qualified um in 1994 in US um 1998 in France 2002 in Japan and South Korea and obviously 2006 in Germany so basically they they all like getting getting that momentum as well of just qualifying should be should be great for them granted they 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 also have some sort of a golden generation like i said some of the players um like I, that i mean that i mentioned including including Al Shehri um these are players that that have that have been in here for a while um these are players that basically have the experience in here Al Mulawad as Al Mulawad as well um so basically they're they're experiencing some sort of a generation that that are really good and hopefully also they also have a good manager so that that goes a long way yeah another team that we're going to speak of is australia australia obviously they stole our hearts in 2010 um we love them since since the south african world cup um they're qualifying this they're playing this year in group d a group that obviously has the defending champions france um they also have the danish um who are actually playing really well go to the semi-finals um at euro 2020 and they're also playing um Tunisia as well Tunisia also a very good african side Linus how do you like australia here um because you you i think half australian now we have to put that on you no i mean uh, <laughs> they showed a valiant effort uh, during qualifiers i i don't believe they deserve to beat um the uae and also mm-hmm. Peru. i mean what this was this uh uh two game tie i mean or rather a two a two tie fixture uh i think they would have faltered at the at the game again against um the united arab emirates but yeah mm-hmm. so they took a 2-1 um win against them and then they were able to beat peru um on penalties so yeah they mm-hmm. had a bit of luck on their side uh but then again difficult group i mean we talked about tunisia we talked about well we talked about anyone else in that group but yeah we said tunisia will be quite difficult to play against uh, difficult set to play against um so 
they should just avoid an embarrassing result against France and Denmark. Which I think, I think it should be okay. I mean, no one really expects them to make it out of this group, so they should be okay. They should, they should, they should up, show up. I think what I'd mention is one of their youngsters who I believe deserves to be called up, and that's Garan Kual. He's a uh, second forward for Central Coast Mariners, and if he does play, then do actually watch him. He's one of those tricky, uh, dribbly type uh, players. You know, has quite skillful. Will be a source of excitement in that attacking line. That's rather lackluster. Like, like, like Linus obviously mentioned, Garang Kohl, um, he is um, obviously CC Marinas, um, the guys that 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 basically like to gamble, and because obviously the A-League, um, <laughs> the A-League basically um, it starts it starts like the game starts earlier because Australia is 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 ahead in terms of time. So guys actually usually used to bet for it. League um, during the morning hours, but Linus obviously stayed stayed in Australia for for maybe close to a year. Um, Linus obviously, except Garang Kohl with the Central Coast Mariners, how did you see the A League man? Is is Australian football actually growing? Is it is it better than than African football? Is it better than European football uh, for some countries? How did you see Australian football while you are out there? Um, I think it's. Well, for one, it's not football; it's soccer out there. So that's what it's about. It's on par with what you'd expect from, um, say, Canadian football or Canadian soccer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I, I think not a lot of people actually do um, watch their soccer uh, out there. So, yeah, especially when you compare with other sides, because they do qualify under the. Um, the Asian Confederation, you know, South Korea and Japan, then yeah, no, I think I think they are they are league lower than those two um um those two leagues. The J League and I think the K League. I think I think after yeah. that then maybe you could talk about the A League being um the third best league um in that region. Yeah. Yeah, so you're saying so you're saying it's Japan, it's the J League, then K League with Korea and then the A League with Australia. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. That's that's how I track it. Well, yeah. yeah, pretty much. But I think also Saudi Arabia has a uh, better league. Uh, I, I don't actually haven't looked. Um, I know they play some form of Champions League. I don't know what it's what it's called, but I'm pretty sure yeah. if, if I looked in, then I'd probably be wrong because Al Hilal, yeah. um, Al Saad are pretty good teams in this yeah. Asian Champions League. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like you said, Garang Kohl, um, he looks, he looks like he's, he's from. I think, um, I think he, it looks like someone who is from, from Sudanese descent. Yeah, his family, yeah, his family was born from, was born, was born in Khartoum, Sudan. Like he looks like someone with Sudanese descent. Uh, he's, he's actually an entertaining player. He, he's, ex- he will join Newcastle in January. So I think I think that's that's massive. Um, if he gets called up, like Lena said, um, that it's going to be uh, he's going to be an entertaining player to actually watch. Um, he has only the one appearance for for Australia, and obviously they have Matthew Lake, who's the captain, plays in Melbourne City. Um, but like like Lena said, obviously for them this is this this is massive for them and like Australians like they basically 
follow the team and basically make sure that they that hopefully if they get out of the groups the group it's going to be a massive w for them it's tough to get out of this group obviously france denmark tunisia those are three really good sides and most, most people would argue that all those three sides that i mentioned are better than than australia um but this is this is the this is the fifth consecutive time that australia are actually qualifying for the world cup germany 2006 they were there and that was the only time they got out of the group in the past five in the past four times that they have played in a world cup um they go to the round of 16 and then they and then they they basically fell and obviously they go to they went to they qualified to south i um, mean south africa they didn't get out of the group um brazil as well they didn't get out of the group and russia as well they did get out of the group they were actually terrible in russia didn't win a single game had one draw and lost the other two games the other two games so for Australia here, um, hopefully they, 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 get, they get things rolling here and basically for them, they just have to hope that the fact that um, maybe it's nearing summer in the, in the southern hemisphere, they, maybe that might help them considering that Qatar will be, will be humid, but we're not entirely sure um, if that will help if at all this group is massively loaded. Yeah, the next team we're going to speak of is Japan. Lenas has spoken about their domestic league and it being probably the best domestic league um, in Asia. Japan are, are, are one basically a technical side. Like you basically have to be a very technical side. Like physically, you can always outbody them, but technically, they're always they'll always outsmart you. A tricky side, and they basically always have a game plan. Lainas, what are you seeing from Japan, man? Is Japan a team that maybe the likes of Germany and Spain should be worried about? Yes. So for me, they're the best side from this um confederation from the AFC. Uh, mm-hmm. They have a decent attack, a decent defense. They have good players all over, you know. They have um, Furuhashi. They have those Celtic three, you know, Furuhashi, Maeda, and Hata, is that? Uh, Hatate, sorry. Uh, yeah. So that, that Celtic connection, they have Lechi Kamada at Frankfurt. You know, you have Minamino, whom um, you've seen for Liverpool now. Uh, Tomiyasu, Yoshida, who we've seen in Premier League. Sokubo, who I think was at Real Madrid at one point. So yeah, they have yeah. a good team. They have they have the talent, like you say, they have the technical capabilities. You, you know, you remember those goals from Kisuke Honda, I believe, in 2010. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what they can do. They can do. They are threatening in open play. They're threatening in set pieces. They do have weird. Uh, if, if you've ever watched um, compilations on YouTube about weird corner routines, most of them tends to originate from. Um, Japanese side, so in the, the J League, so yeah, so you expect this unorthodox set piece strategies in their yeah. national side, but like you said, they're in a very very difficult group, which which is yeah, it's it's a bit hard to actually expect them to proceed from this group. I mean, Germany and Spain are two difficult opponents, both with something to prove. I mean, Germany didn't have the best showing in 2018. Spain didn't have the best showing in 2018 and also in the uh, Europe. Europe. Yeah. So, do, do you think of, of the Asian teams, Japan are basically the team that, that you'd shout out to get out of the group, despite the fact that they're, that they're in a very difficult group? Is this the team they, of the Asian teams that you'd say, oh, they, they have the quality, they have, the, they have basically the, the, the coaching to actually get out of the group and actually get into the knockout stages? I'd say, look, they have the quality of everything going for them. 
or they don't have it yeah. is, a, is, a, is the group draw then any other group then i'd have japan get out but i think for me south korea who we'll talk about later on i think mm-hmm. the south korea the, the asian side will actually uh, farthest in the tournament yeah yeah south korea obviously obviously um have, have, have a massive chance but just sticking with with japan here like lena said uh maeda who is who is who is a talent um uh, for celtic um a striker for them um only the one goal for japan um granted he's only made eight appearances but he is he is a player that that has been in form for celtic this year and basically you're expecting him to actually for me he of, of all the the japanese players he's the player that i expect to actually blow up um he's 25 years old um he, he now has that experience under his belt and he has he has basically um basically things to prove um but you, you, you like you said obviously minamino as well um i think for of the current squad he is the player with the most goals for them 17 goals in 43 appearances um obviously a liverpool player i think he's 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 at, he's at monaco now I, th- i think he was sold to monaco i think minamino was sold to monaco yeah but basically you're thinking um the experience that they have um obviously maya yoshida is is still there former southampton center back um now playing in germany like most 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 japanese players um basically japanese internationals play either in germany um or in the in the japanese domestic league and you're thinking japan they're technical um but lena said they, they they just they're just down on luck because they are in one of the toughest group in the entire world cup yeah let's quickly jump to korea republic here um korea um i think most tottenham fans will, will basically um be looking at korea here um basically supporting them as well um they're in a they're, they're in a group that is also very very tough um uh, portugal ghana uruguay and obviously themselves um we spoke about ghana last week we spoke about uruguay a couple of weeks ago if you guys missed those episodes you guys can go and check check, check them out we'll speak about portugal in the next few few weeks um you so you guys make sure you stick around um but Korea Republic here man let's let, let me throw throw a scenario at you Linus let's say Son Heung-min doesn't is not fit or something happens and he doesn't play um basically for Korea in this in this tournament do you think Korea have a chance if Son doesn't play uh well i think i think then they'll have a bit they'll have a good excuse of why they would perform well if Son doesn't play but, <laughs> yeah I, look they have the talent they have although then they're not um they don't have well known names i believe they have some talent in this side so other outside of son who mm-hmm. look huang uh, hee chan before he moved to wolves uh was a good player i think well he hasn't shown what he can do at wolves but he is a good player they have a youngster at mallorca lee kang in who's again a promising youngster Mm-hmm. Who I believe plays on the wing, so actually deputized for a player like him. So, but yeah, mm-hmm. they they have a good group. I'd say, I'd say. Look, if if you actually one of those risk-takers, I would actually have them drop their group because Uruguay haven't been that great. Ghana, we said, are so and so, and you know Portugal also isn't quite the team that you you thought are uh, won the 2018 Euros. So, yeah. I think they have a chance against each of these sides. I think if they come off, you know, they're quite because they have quite a good defensive structure. They have those attacking players who are threatening so on. 
uh, Huang He Chang. So yeah, they could easily drop this group. They could easily, and that's why I think I think they'll be the uh, South Koreans, uh, the Asian side, sorry, that will have the best uh, success in this tournament. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like we mentioned, Uruguay a, a couple of a couple of weeks ago. Uruguay, um, obviously, they have Darwin Nunez who plays for Liverpool now. Uh, he's not in the best of form after he had an outstanding season with Benfica last year. He's not in the best of form, and obviously, um, so you're thinking Sanchez, not, um, not Sanchez, Suarez, Luis Suarez, and and Cavani. They're basically in their thirties and the latter the latter ends of their career. The, the latter end, ends of their career. So like Uruguay, maybe you're thinking you have a chance um, coming up against Uruguay, although they usually are a very difficult team to break down, but you're thinking maybe you have a chance against them. Um, Ghana as, we, as well, like you said, Ghana obviously came in through um, basically uh, instead of Nigeria, and Nigeria obviously a very good side, but it seems like Ghana maybe maybe they, maybe they, a little bit of luck on their side but uh, they're a side that you, you, you never know um, basically what will turn up from them um, in the tournament but Portugal as well Portugal they're, they're incredible but also um, their main their main threat Cristiano Ronaldo is also not in the best form but obviously Portugal now they have threats from everywhere we'll speak about Portugal in the next few weeks so you guys just stick with us um, but Lena said um, a couple of a couple of really good players. Obviously, Son Heung-min is the captain. Um, 35 goals in 104 appearances for South Korea. So he is the he is the reliant man for them. Obviously, he's a difficult man to to actually um, basically slow down. He is tough to actually slow him down. He's, he's an incredible player. He can run in behind. He can finish with both feet. He can finish with his head. Um, he can basically um, score from penalties. So he, he is the main goal threat for them. Son Heung-min, um, he is massive. Um, but you're thinking also they have Huang Uljo, who is a 30-year-old striker. Um, he was actually signed by Nottingham Forest in August and was obviously immediately loaned out to Olympiaco. Um, he has he has not played at all um, for Nottingham Forest, but he is a player that that is really good. Um, a striker, 16 goals in 49 appearances for South Korea. So you're thinking those two guys, um, they have they have actually have really good link up um, between them and so and South Koreans basically um, have to basically if those guys are not playing well, then South Koreans have to think they're in trouble. But um, for for South for South Korea, they actually have a have a good shot here. Of the, of, the, of the Asian teams, like Linus just said, they have a good shot here of getting out outside, outside the group and maybe getting past the round of 16. Um, but they, you have, make sure they have to take care of Portugal, Ghana, and Uruguay first. There was a lot of there was a lot to say about this um these squads, but you know hopefully yeah. each one enjoys their tournament. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, and obviously we, we uh, our main thing was we wanted to go to Qatar twenty twenty two. We really wanted to go to Qatar twenty twenty two, but that unfortunately that didn't happen. Um, but hopefully twenty twenty six, man, you never know, man. USA, Mexico, Canada, we might be there. You never know. Um, but basically, shout out to you guys for listening to the third world perspective. Obviously, Qatar twenty twenty two. This series will be going on until after the tournament is over. So you guys make sure you tune in. We drop an episode every single Sunday. Um, or sometimes you might get an episode on Monday or Tuesday. 
depending on basically how much work I have. But um, shout out to you guys for listening to the Third World Perspective. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have a YouTube channel as well. Um, we're trying to get these audio episodes on, on YouTube as well. Um, but the editing is tough, man, to get time. Um, but shout out to you guys. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, follow our Twitter at Third World Pod. Um, follow me on Twitter as well at Pablo Iconero. Um, Linus is not on the social, so I'll try to get him on there really soon. And shout out to you guys, man. Linus, any any any, any words? No, um, have a lovely weekend or whenever you listen to this. So, have a lovely day. Yeah, have a lovely day, guys, and we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.